It's uh, Sunday, January 1st, and this is the Dutch news. Open for the year. Christmas break. It's January 1st, not Monday. Is it Sunday? I'm so confused. <laughs> it is Monday. Right? Yes. It's Monday, January 1st, and this is the Dutch News Opaf of the Year Christmas Break Special, or a bit earlier if you are one of our Patreon supporters. My name is uh, Paul Peters, and as ever, I'm joined by Gordon Derek, but we are not alone this time. Uh, we have a special guest, uh, no one other than Molly Quell. Hello, guys. It's nice to be back. Welcome, Hello. Molly. Thank you. Welcome back. Truby is also here, just for the record. Oh, oh, good. oh great. Welcome, Truby. Yeah. That's our, that's our, that's the podcast yeah. dog, the official podcast dog. Yeah. Has he got his podcast cravat on? Uh, he d- he does not. He should. We should have put it on. We should have put it on. Yeah. I'll yeah. put it on uh, later, and you can use it as the photo for uh, for the for the exactly. podcast if you want. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yes. yeah that'd be better than using the screen grab that uh, I uh, I showed you earlier of uh, of my background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while we're making this podcast, be- yeah. much better animal than your boreal owl. From the boreal <laughs> owl. For some reason, uh, Bing has your... given me a boreal owl. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what sort of yeah. subliminal message it's sending me, and I don't uh, want, really want to investigate that, to be honest. Yeah, you are you are suspended for seven days, though. <laughs> um, yeah, as is uh, tradition, this is uh, our end of the year episode uh, in which we announce the nominees for the Dutch News Podcast of the Year Award. Every episode, of course, we start with an opf of the week. That's yeah, a little insignificant thing that dominated the media for a couple of days, but everyone has uh, forgotten about uh, yeah, a week after. And uh, so this is a useful list, I think, because uh, yeah, all the opfs that I selected, the 10 uh, uh, nominees, uh, you probably all forgotten about. So yeah. um, this, is, uh, this is a good reminder. And we had plenty to choose from, but uh, yeah, um, the, uh, when, when I started the list, I thought, oh, this just was was actually quite a bad year for Opev, but when I when I saw the list, I thought, oh, it was actually a pretty good one. So uh, yeah. yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so I have selected the ten best Opevs. We will discuss them now, and at the end of the episode, uh, the three of us uh, will pick our favorite Opevs, uh, and uh, and that is uh, th- those are the three nominees from which uh, our listeners can vote uh, the winner. Uh, you can find the link where you can vote um, in the description uh, below. Uh, there is a prize of course uh, among all voters we will um, uh, draw uh, an, one name and that person will win a one-of-a-kind uh, Dutch news podcast mug uh, as well as a Zeesluis Amouder coaster wow uh, so which is uh, which is two which prizes unique this year gifts. yeah yeah we're really, yeah, spoiling. Yeah, we're really spoiling the listeners this year Yes, indeed. Yeah. And of course, Patreon supporters have uh, a double vote uh, and uh, the top tier uh, of the Patreon, which was what's called again? Yeah, the the yes. Yes, they uh, they have uh, uh, three votes. Yes. Uh, worth three, it's, their vote is worth three votes. So they have uh, a three times more chance of winning yeah, you, the prize. Yeah, you have one vote that's worth three. You can't spread your votes because that's no. too complicated for us. I mean, are we allowing democracy to happen this year? Because yes, I, th- this in time years we will past, allow it. Yes. <laughs> independent observers have concluded that it was not a very democratic process. <laughs> yeah. It may not have been fully transparent. Yeah, I just yeah. rigged the 
the election. No. That's how this works, right? Okay. Yeah. Are we, but are <laughs> we doing right. it differently this year? Because I'm out then. Why am I even here if not to rig the election? No, 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 no. We have a Dutch news, uh, Dutch news uh, podcast constitution. We cannot change it. <laughs> no. uh, well, we, we can, yeah. but it will take a, but it means a two thirds majority. I mean, can't we yes, just exactly. form a coalition whose coalition accord <laughs> violates the constitution no. and I'll just move on with our lives? No, it's not happening. No, we, we won't gedoog this. Yeah. No, but, um, but we are, of course, skewing the vote because uh, patron sponsors will get two votes and our Krachtergordel top tier patrons will get a third. Wow. Yes, so, that's right. Okay, yeah, but can yeah. we turn it into a tompus if we can't gedoog it? No. <laughs> no, no, we have, we have too much, too, too many tompuses this year. Uh, yeah. Fine. Um, Honestly. So I'm sorry. Um, last year we ended up with six nominees, uh, even though we planned to have three. Uh, so uh, that was already <laughs> where everything went wrong. Uh, do we remember uh, which were the nominees last year? No. Um, Sex on a plane. No? Cash is screwing on sex on a plane. <laughs> no, that, 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 that was longer than uh, lo- that was a couple <laughs> of years, years ago. Sex on a plane. Thing. Yeah, yeah. No, um, we had paintball wolves. Uh, we had the, the oh yeah, paintball yeah. wolves. I remember that. We had the uh, Op Ain broadcasting from uh, Ter Apple. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the Glenis Grace uh, fight at the Jumbo in Amsterdam. Yeah, I remember that. The Jeff that. Bezos bridge. Yes. With the boat. Uh, yes. uh, which I thought was much longer longer ago, I have to say. Uh, and the weird phone booths uh, at the ministry that cost like 180,000 euros a piece. Oh, I totally um, forgot about the phone booths. Yeah, but the Jeff yeah. Bezos bridge, I mean, that's still... Is that still going on? Has that, been, has that boat sailed now? Yeah, that boat has sailed, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they managed to, to get it passed without uh, dismantling that's the right, ancient bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the winner was the uh, Jumbo uh, commercial where construction workers were dancing the conga. Oh, yes, of yes. course. Yeah, d- just after... It was either during lockdown or just before lockdown. I can't remember. It's Oh, lockdown, there, was, there was uh, there was after lockdown. It was during yeah. the uh, the the football world cup. Uh, Qatar. Football, of course, it was Qatar world yeah. cup. Yes, God, yeah, I, you yeah, know, I actually yeah. forgotten that the, there was a world cup last year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I've forgotten everything. Um, but that was even longer ago than this year. So yeah. uh, you're allowed, I think, to uh, to say that. Um, usually we also take a look at the uh, statistics from where everyone was listening to us from. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, SoundCloud, our podcast host, is, uh, is uh, ruining everything. So uh, right. we're going to skip that. Um, do we have some predictions for next year? What 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 are, what is going to cause Ophef? I mean, there's going to be massive Ophef just around so the coalition talks, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just unending all, all, all Wilders Ophef. Yeah, but yeah, also because yeah. all of the pay f- down down list pay for MPs who weren't supposed to get into Parliament. I yeah. mean, they're going to be such fertile ground for Ophef, right? I mean, we've already had the guy at the, at the bottom of the list, Tom van Steen, was uh, yeah. a huge yeah is a source I think of ongoing Ophef. Uh, he was appointed. Two hours as for Kenner, and yeah. there was already Ophef. I mean, <laughs> like, this yeah. is just—we have so much fun to look uh, to look forward to with all the uh, all the PVV people who didn't even want to become MP, who yeah. just reluctantly said, "Okay, I will take a a position very f- at the bottom of the list," and uh, they never expected to be elected. Yeah, but now they have see, to. said after the le- after the election, uh, "Oh, I thought I was safe in thirteen seventh yeah. place uh, from getting a seat." And a very lovely detail is that uh, Wilders has to recruit all his uh, all his uh, candidates from um, uh, uh, other uh, lower representatives, right? The municipalities and the provinces, and many of them keep their seats in those um, uh, uh, representations as well. So uh, there are ten or twelve. 
MPs now who earn more money than Geert Wilders does because mm. they uh, also get some uh, some salary from uh, from the municipalities and the provinces. So yeah. uh, Geert Wilders is um, uh, 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 very low in the peak order if you are in terms of salary right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, ironically, the PVV MPs are such big subsidy junkies, right? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely irony here, yeah. indeed. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, I think PVV is definitely going to cause a lot of upheaf. Um, and yeah, that's it, I think. That's that's just uh, yep. the main generator of upheaf for 2024. I'm sure there, is, there are no other things that I can imagine. Uh, I think we'll just be alternating between PVV and FVD all year, right through the year. And yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we might have uh, a number of uh, of Tom Poo's variations uh, popping up. I in would the next really year. like to stop with the Tom Poo's variations. Could we do that? Is that possible? <laughs> yes. No. Can we leave that in twenty twenty? Can we leave that leave Tom Poo's yeah. alone. No, no yes. chance. All right. Now uh, a little shout out to some of the good opaps that didn't make the uh, the top ten list. How about the um, drunken uh, CDA councillor who stole a Shetland pony? <laughs> <laughs> now this I'd forgotten. I think I but, missed uh, this. I don't remember this at all. I do vaguely remember. Was this around carnival time? Uh, yes. Yes. yes no, course, I do yeah, vaguely yeah. remember this. Yeah. He yeah. stole a Shetland pony on his way to the ca- to a cafe <laughs> uh, and left it on the terrace That's of the true. cafe, and then uh, the police was called and he was arrested, and he turned out to be a CDA MP from Maastricht, I believe, if oh. I remember correctly. The debil from Maastricht. <laughs> How about Mia and Dion? The, uh, the 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 Dutch entry for the uh, Eurovision Song Eurovision. Contest, who turned out yeah, uh, yeah. sorry Eurovision Song Contest, yes, who turned out to be um, unable to sing and to <laughs> to reach notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was awful. Uh, how about the uh, double frizz um, uh, porn star Martini uh, flavors? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what else do, did we have? The the ban on drinking beer in sport canteens. Uh, the rush hour fee for the NS. Um, well, that was actually a g- was that quite a good. Did we? Are we? Did we consider that off half? Because I feel yeah, like that was like a proper. Yeah, that was like a proper discussion. news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the outrage was just so 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 large that uh, that I thought it was, uh, and also the the whining was also yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> so enormous that that uh, that I think it uh, 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 we could have called it op I think, but uh, but there was related op because uh, Wouter Kolmees, the uh, former social affairs minister who is now the CEO of the Dutch Railways, he uh, was at Appledorn of our Amersfoort station and he uh, to announce the new um, train schedules for the for the upcoming year yeah. and he was photographed standing outside the station uh, smoking a cigarette in a smoking free area mm. <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah that caused also some up he apologized uh, for it so um, yeah uh, it's all fine now yeah because NS I last w- year made all their stations smoke free right so if you're you shouldn't smoke anywhere yeah. at, at a train station yes yeah. how about the uh, NSA spokesman who had a uh, career of 32 Hours or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. That was the first. That was the first Omzicht ophef, wasn't it? That yeah. was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Someone who uh, secretly set free a beaver in the beef boss because he wanted <laughs> to have more beavers there. Yeah. Uh, the vegan macroquette. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there were there were so there were plenty of good opaths. I think. Well, I can't or believe the, the vegan coquette doesn't make it. They must have had ten absolutely stormy opaths if that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, there were the ten list. even yeah. better opaths. Yeah. Yes, true. Uh, or the uh, the the campaign video Dylan Yesuka shot with the um, oh, kickbox with the bo- world kickboxing, champion, yeah, yeah Rico Verhoeven. Mm. So um, yeah, plenty of good opaths to uh, to uh, to have chosen from, but those didn't make the list. So uh, I think we should just uh, dive into the uh, top ten uh, best opaths of 2020. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we start in uh, week two. It was a uh, it was an early opeth and a good one. Um, of course, every year there is an Anne Frank related opeth, and uh, this was also the case in uh, 2023. Mm. Uh, the Posco de Loterij published it, its uh, Voordeel Gids. That's a book full of discounts and promotions for people who bought a ticket in the lottery, um, which turned neighboring jealousy into a business model. Yeah. Um, one of the promotions was uh, a set of free tickets to the Anne Frank house. <laughs> Uh, but what really cost Ophef was the free borrelplank in the museum's cafe worth seven euros fifty, which is also a historically uh, sensitive amount of money. Um, the borrelplank was basically a plate of cheese and deep-fried food, such as bitterballer and uh, and other deep-fried snacks, uh, which you typically share while having a couple of alcoholic drinks. And people on Twitter shared the flyer, wondering if the museum that is about a teenage Jewish girl that had to hide with her family for over two years in an attic for the Nazis, mm. really thought it was appropriate to place to drink beer and wine. Yeah. And some said the giveaway was even more insensitive than the Anne Frank Bowel of Blond Amsterdam, and <laughs> others pointed out that the original price of the Borrel Blanc, Blanc is exactly the same as the reward people got from the Nazi occupiers yeah, for disclosing the locations of Jews in hiding. That one seemed unfortunate. That was that was yeah. not a good look. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I have left beef with the Borrel Blanc yet, but the price. I mean, somebody should have flagged that before it went out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of a bit of the the, the time that um, uh, somebody sent out uh, uh, an empty tram uh, on uh, what was it on on on, on, on um, Liberation Day, and unfortunately the, in Amsterdam, and unfortunately because it was a, a tram that was out of service, they thought we'll use a number <coughs> that isn't in service. We'll send out a number eight tram, but of course number eight was the tram line that took the Jews to Vesterport, which is why right. they don't use the number eight tram anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, historical insensitivities uh, here. And the Israel Information and Documentation Center, CD, said in a statement that it thought the promotion was clumsy and inappropriate. Uh, And while they didn't suspect any malicious intent, they added that the offering of free snacks is not in line with the museum's sad story. And following the ophef, the museum had decided in consultation with the Bosco de Loterij to end the promotion and uh, it was replaced with something else. But uh, I couldn't find exactly what it was. Uh, so uh, do we think this is good opeth? I mean, I remember that uh, a, a few few streets away from the Anne Frank house, someone opened a Anne Frank bakery once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Anna and I Frank, mean, wasn't it? It's called. Yeah. Oh, Anne and Frank. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, I think yeah, you can name something uh, after Anne Frank, but then. Uh, do a library or a school or something appropriate yes yeah. but uh, but these kind of things yeah uh, yeah be be careful with it i yeah. thought it was a good opinion. i think yeah, it's probably a good an frank tom Puss next year oh my god yeah. Yeah. <laughs> frank tom let me out of here i want off <laughs> this planet 
continuing to week four, uh, when the OPEF of the week came from Belgium, uh, Prime Minister Mark Rutte traveled to Brussels uh, for a meeting with the Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croo. Uh, and yeah, these sort of meetings always uh, yeah are followed by tweets filled with cliches and platitudes about how great and trusted friends the two countries are, as well as a photo of the two leaders shaking hands in front of a couple of flags. But it was this photo that caused the OPEF because keen observers noticed that the Dutch flag was hanging upside down <laughs> and while this would normally be already extremely awkward and embarrassing for the hosting nation the faux pas was made even worse because the upside down flag had in recent years become a symbol of angry farmers who have been protesting the government's proposals to tackle polluting nitrogen emissions as well as conspiracy theorists who deny the existence of covid and uh, international elite that is um, tyrannizing us right um, I'm definitely being tyrannized. It seems so long ago that uh, we had the upside down flags uh, yeah, flying right. from fields, but it was actually, yeah. like I say, it was, uh, yeah, earlier this year that was still going on. It was still going on, yeah. indeed, yes. And the uh, blamage was picked up by both Belgian and Dutch media, and the Belgian Prime Minister responded in a video shared on Twitter. He uh, could be seen in his office uh, repeating similar platitudes about how great friends the Netherlands and Belgium are, adding that uh, this means, of course, that the Dutch flag should, of course, be hung uh, correctly. Um, the f- and so he, he was seen turning the flag upside down, right, yeah. in the correct position. Um, but those uh, same keen observers noticed that the top color mm. of this flag looked more <laughs> orange than red. And uh, while orange, white, blue has in fact been the Dutch flag a couple of centuries ago, it is now used mostly by people who support a reunification of the Netherlands yeah. and Belgium and restore the United Kingdom of the Netherlands that existed until 1831, after Belgium, of course, became an independent nation. Um, And also by another group of people, um, people who uh, uh, support uh, National Socialism, because it was the flag that was used by the NSB, the Dutch National Socialist Party. So so what what, what do you think? Is the Belgian Prime Minister an angry farmer, a (laughs) wappy, a supporter of Dutch-Belgian reunification, or a neo-Nazi? Or maybe all of them. How about all of the above? All of the above. Yeah. Did you then take out another flag where the bottom colour was a bit faded, so it looked like a Luxembourg flag? That would have uh, that would have been the hat trick, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love this opera because yeah, my an error can be made, of course, but he made it worse yeah. by he compounded by, his error. By, yeah, yeah, by um, correcting his mistake. So I, I really love this one. No, the, yeah, the, the, the OPEF. No, no, I, I, I like the fact that, uh, yeah, like you say, the, uh, there was OPEF uh, about the OPEF to correct the OPEF. That was, yeah. uh, you know, that, that made it uh, OPEF squared. And uh, I always, uh, I'm always reminded how uh, uninformed I am about Belgian politics because when this OPEF emerged, I was like, Alexander de Croo, who the fuck is that? And <laughs> turned out to be the prime minister of our most important neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Our most important neighbor after Germany. I was going to say after Germany, right? <laughs> Given that we only have two neighbors. We already talked too much about Germany uh, on this <laughs> podcast now, so let's move on. Uh, let's move on to week 10. Uh, it was uh, election uh, week back then. Of course, we had two elections uh, this year, uh, the uh, provincial elections and uh, the Tweede Kamer election. And in March, uh, it was, of course, the provincial elections. Um, and um, the OPEF started after former football talk show Veronica Inside jokingly suggested that they should uh, invite Mark Rutte on the show after a minutes-long rant about the Prime Minister's track record by Johan Derksen. Uh, the man who looks like a uh, Afghan windhound, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yep. so true. That's the man. 
uh, in the months before the show had become increasingly more critical of Rutte and they expected the prime minister uh, would never dare to come to the studio. But a few days later, uh, Rutte responded with a uh, homemade video in which he invited himself on the talk show. Uh, if his busy schedule would allow it, he, uh, he wanted to come on, a, uh, on the Monday before the elections. And that was, of course, suspiciously close to election date. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people thought, yeah, are we really going to, should, we, should they really uh, give the, the prime minister such a uh, big stage uh, a, f- a couple of days before the election? Uh, but he was, he was uh, invited and he, uh, he came to the show. So Mark Rutte was invited to the talk show. He was sitting there. Uh, they were talking about politics. Uh, but the, 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 the end of, this, uh, of their conversation was what caused uh, the most opheft because uh, René van der Gijp, one of the other talk show uh, presenters, um, all of a sudden picked up a helmet and put it on the table. And on that helmet, attached uh, uh, on top of that helmet, was a black dildo. <laughs> 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 Do oh, you remember that, Molly? I, I don't think you remember it. I no, I remember seeing the photo and not having any context for what it was about, and just deciding <laughs> that I was not going to investigate this further because ignorance sometimes is bliss. So yeah, thanks for ruining yeah. that for me, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was just a. It was just a. It's basically it's sort of a childish talk show, right? They are. Uh, their 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 format is that they're just doing some bar talk, right, and uh, yeah. uh, locker room <laughs> talk, and making some some um, inappropriate jokes. And they thought it was funny to uh, to have uh, Rutte wear this helmet. He refused to do that, and he he's of course very uh, aware of, of 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 how he looks on camera. So he gently pushed the helmet out of frame. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, but he, I, he didn't, I have... didn't grab it by the dildo. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't do that. In a, in a Trump-esque uh, moment here. Yeah. And uh, that helmet uh, t- uh, uh, turned up somewhere in the um, uh, uh, VVD wing of the Tweede Kamer. It's uh, stand- <laughs> standing on one of the closets there. So, uh, ah. um, it, it, it yeah. didn't turn up in the torrent here. Because you can, you can envisage a situation where Rutte, um, uh, in, in a hurry to get home, picked up the wrong helmet uh, to go cycling home. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he wears a cycling what, helmet, but you know. No, so. of course not. But I wonder what Emmanuel Macron would think if he uh, would see that helmet in his uh, in his office. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was. Uh, I think it's one of the more iconic. Um, yeah. Moments of, the, of that election. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's it just underlines the child childness childishness of of that particular talk show. I think. Yeah. Um, it was funny. So I think before the last election, but one, Rutter went on Zomachusten for a three-hour interview. So uh, yeah, this was a very different type of um, uh, examination, wasn't it? I think it's fair to say. So he showed setting. he can play all he can play all venues, can't he, Rutter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to week 13, um, there was um, a lot of upheaval from uh, from the capital in that week. Uh, but the major upheaval was the news that Amsterdam was going to import Roman garbage. Uh, the municipal waste disposal plant AEB uh, would uh, process 900 tons of household waste on a mm. weekly basis, brought from Rome by train. Um, the Italian capital has been struggling with piling waste in its streets after a fire in a major incinerator last year. Yeah. Also quite ironic. Was, was this um, a payback for the garbage that uh, the Netherlands sent to Rome uh, every time Feyenoord played in, in, in Europe? 
Yes, but that garbage <laughs> comes from a different city than Amsterdam, so it's I true, don't think yeah. this is a fair trade here. No. Um, and uh, Rome was going to pay 100,000 euros a month uh, to Amsterdam to uh, get rid of their waste. And the city council of Amsterdam uh, gave a green light to the deal. Many people, including MPs, were wondering if the Netherlands should really burn other countries' train loads of garbage, while hundreds of building projects are put on hold and uh, many farmers fear their future as a result of the nitrogen crisis. Uh, Deputy Infrastructure Minister Viviane Heine told the Tweede Kamer that the 900 tons of Italian garbage uh, won't contribute to extra nitrogen pollution uh, because the Amsterdam incinerator would have found other garbage to burn. So, yeah. I'm not following the logic of that, but yeah. I'm yeah, also either. not following the <laughs> Me neither. Um, and AED, it turned out, was already processing garbage from other countries such as Britain, Belgium, France, Germany, and Iceland uh, and uh, the incinerator itself assured the deal was going to benefit the environment more uh, because leaving the garbage in a landfill in Rome is uh, is uh, worse for the environment than uh, than burning it and even taking the transport into account. Yeah. Um, so and they're yeah, not also that's, um, using uh, burning garbage and burning uh, human waste uh, to, to to heat uh homes in some parts of amsterdam as well so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah perhaps that's a good idea yeah. uh, and a month later it was announced that um the incinerator that rome was doubling the amount of garbage uh, it was sending to uh, to amsterdam so uh, yeah I, I wonder if this is still the case if amsterdam is still burning roman waste Uh, then uh, moving on to week 18, uh, there was some uh, Ukrainian-themed opev uh, that week uh, because um, uh, the police stopped a man driving through Groningen with a fake driving license. Oh, yes, Ma- I yes. remember this. This, this is good. great. Yeah. This, I think, is the winner. I think this is the winner. <laughs> Yeah, you like this one? Yes. It was a fake driver's license from Ukraine, but with the name of Boris Johnson. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that was the, 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 the former UK prime minister. So that raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, and um, the, fo- the Boris Johnson in the photo, because the police had, uh, had uh, shared a photo of that driver's license, uh, the, the photo in the driver's license looked exactly like the real one. So um, it could have been his, uh, his driver's license. Um, it had an expiration date of uh, December 31st 3000 Uh, (laughs) so that was also an interesting detail and uh, in the field where the signature was supposed to go it said good evening we're from Ukraine (laughs) which was a phrase used by the Ukrainian army uh, and also the title of a popular song um, people familiar with uh, Kiev said that documents in the name of past and present world leaders like Johnson, Volodymyr Zelensky, and even Vladimir Putin are widely available as a souvenir in shops there. Uh, Groningen police said they weren't fooled by the documents and confiscated it. The driver turned out to be a 35-year-old man from Zuidhoorn, so from Groningen itself, I think. Yeah. And when asked, uh, people said Boris Johnson, the real one, hadn't been in the northern city and most definitely not been seen at any parties there. Usually no. he uh, doesn't he was not skip being any by parties. Cakes, yeah. So no. w- w- well done to the eagle-eyed Kronia police there for picking up uh, on that yes. one. Nothing gets past them, <laughs> eh? Yeah. 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 Um, is the fact that uh, the expiry date is uh, to December 3000, does that mean that uh, we can expect uh, a, a comeback from Boris Johnson sometime in the late uh, the 30th century? Oh, I think just like yeah. it will, does, you can always expect a comeback. Yeah. Right comeback him off at of, your peril. Boris yeah. Johnson, yeah. yes, indeed. <laughs> and this reminded me a little bit of the um, Corona 
uh, a QR code that was uh, issued in the name of Adolf Hitler yes. a couple of years yes, ago. Yes, I remember, remember that, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of fake, uh, fake identification uh, uh, cards are uh, in the running. Yes. So this is your favorite uh, one until now. I think uh, this is the. I think this is my favorite one. This is very, uh, very funny. It's it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's yes. just yeah. so ridiculous. And also just like this, the amount of steps that had to go, like somebody had to make this fake driver's license and choose to use Boris Johnson's photo and then like have it printed out. And then somebody had to think that like it was going to be okay to use as a driver's license. I don't know. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of components to the story that I enjoy. Yeah. A lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. Then in week 34, the ophef came from Amersfoort. Uh, that was uh, actually in the middle of the summer. Uh, the local museum there was running an exhibition called Art and the Zoo. And um, related oh, yes. to that, it yeah. had installed a massive statue of a standing polar bear at the entrance. No problems until now, but every three minutes uh, the statue started to urinate into the canal in front of the museum. I assume this is your favorite, Paul, because you yes. are the one who is famous for the photo of this. I, I'm still undecided, but I, I do enjoy this one, yes. And I have to say that it is an important reason why I chose yes. this one for the, yes. for the top ten. That's fair, yes. I think. That um, statue started to urinate every three minutes, uh, not only during the day, but also by night. And yeah. uh, people uh, living around the museum started to complain about the noise, which caused them sleepless nights. And I think uh, a lot of nightly uh, visits to the toilet as well. Mm. Uh, and after weeks of discussion, the museum finally agreed to pause the Hüftig Eisbeer, which I I'm actually kind of surprised that this didn't make the denomination uh, list for the word of the yeah, year, the Hüfter yeah. Eisbeer. It's true. Um, they agreed to pause the, the, the polar bear's urine stream at night from midnight to 7 a.m. And uh, yeah, it's one of the tip mo the typical komkommer tight stories, right? Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, but it went absolutely viral first in the Netherlands and it was picked up by international media as well. Uh, and um, yeah, all these British newspapers, they just stole the photo that uh, Dutch News had used on the website yes. and that photo mm. happened to be made by me because a couple of a couple of weeks earlier I was by, by sheer coincidence also in Amersfoort and I turned around the corner and I was confronted with this <laughs> seven meter tall <laughs> polar bear which was uh, which which started to urinate at that exact time so I was I, I had a lot of questions there, so I took a photo, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then this this opf turned up, and I thought, hey, uh, uh, Dutch news, I still have a photo for you, so uh, which you can use, for, uh, um, of course. But then it was stolen, so we sent a lot of bills to these uh, Look, to yeah. these media outlets. Can that, you reveal uh, how much money you made off of this, Paul? <coughs> Uh, no, because then I think people will stop uh, uh, donating That's money fair. to, to Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Fair, fair. That was a substantial, substantial no, amount. So, yes. so, so the polar bear was kind of a uh, yeah shower of gold for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I quit. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You guys Me have too. gone too far. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Has actually left the room, but we will continue because uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a shame for Molly because the next one is also a good one. Oh God, why do I put up with this bullshit? Why? <laughs> Moving on to week uh, 38, then uh, the ophef came from Doren in Gelderland, where solar panels on the roof of three terraced houses spelled out a Dutch slang for penis. 
The two outer houses already had solar panels, but the ophef started after the house in the middle decided to do that as well. While the houses appear to be identical, there's a slight difference in the placement of the skylight, meaning that the new solar panels had to be placed around it. Clearly, both the owner and the installers didn't pay any attention to the other houses, and now the U-shaped configuration together with the other two L-shapes are now forming the word lull. What does that the mean, Paul? What does it mean? Cock. Mm. Dick. Dick. Yes. Penis. Penis. The words uh, immediately caught the attention of bypassers and a photo of, of the roof became a viral hit on the internet. The local municipality received complaints from neighbors, especially after helicopters and small airplanes started to buzz around in the skies above the Willy roof. <laughs> uh, the owners of the three houses spoke to local newspaper De Gelderlander. One is very unhappy with the intention and doesn't see the humor of it the other basically doesn't care as long as his energy bill remains this low but he is glad that his neighbors is uh, are uh, but but he's glad that his neighborhood is no longer known for criminality apparently it was a pretty bad neighborhood even though doren is i think a pretty nice uh, nice place nice. um the local municipality <laughs> has started an investigation to decide if the lull solar panels are acceptable or not you don't need a permit for solar panels, but that doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. No, obviously, yeah. So do they have to rearrange them so it uh, forms another word that's slightly less rude? Or paint <laughs> over them or something, I don't know. I, I looked up what happened to the yeah. uh, to, to the solar panels, but I couldn't really find a follow-up. So uh, it's also a mystery for me. What, we need uh, to what ask one of the listeners to go and take a photo and see if it still says yeah. well on the roof. Yeah. 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 See if they've rearranged it somehow. I, I thought it was fun upheft, but I didn't really see what the problem was. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's funny, but that's all. Yeah, yeah. A, a little on the roof. Yeah. Week forty-two. Um, there was upheft coming from the Van Gogh Museum. Uh, that uh, museum never disappoints. Um, on the occasion of its 50th anniversary, it introduced a Pokemon hunt. Um, and after a completion of all assignments, visitors could get a reward in the form of a special Pokemon card depicting Pikachu as the famous uh, Dutch painter with his grey felt hat. The promotion stunt, however, proved so popular that it immediately led to chaotic scenes at the museum's gift shop where the card could be collected. Videos on social media showed people pushing, cutting lines and mm. yelling. The chaos kept worsening over the weeks forcing the Van Gogh Museum to stop handing out the cars altogether out of safety concerns. We had to make this hard decision because a small group of individuals created an undesirable situation. Uh, the museum said to uh, the NOS. There were people, uh, the NOS interviewed people standing uh, in line for the museum's gift shop, which is interestingly enough located outside the museum, right? And uh, you can just download the app, you can fill in the answers and then you can go to the uh, you can go to yeah. the gift shop. You don't even have Without to go into the museum. The yeah. yeah. So there were people who were standing in line and kept kept uh, 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 collecting uh, these uh, these uh, Pokemon cards, which then in turn they sold online uh, for um, around 150 it's euros. It's the fail same so mentality. What's the problem? It is the yeah. fail yeah. same mentality <laughs> all over again. Yes, and we don't even have to uh, sail the, to the to the other side of the world yeah. and uh, genocide a bunch of uh, <laughs> bunch of uh, islands. Yeah, we can just uh, stand in line uh, for a museum. Mm. And um, yeah, for those who want to pay normal prices, uh, wait until January 7th so that's a couple of weeks um, then uh, the cards are sold by a number of Dutch shops as well as on the website of something called the Pokemon Center so a couple of weeks you can buy um, your uh, Pikachu Van Gogh Pikachu card uh, for a reasonable price. Yeah. What is it about gift shops? Was there not a big up uh, the, the last year about uh, the Mao 
Charlotte's house doing uh, variations on the girl with the pearl earring where people had done uh, an onion version and uh, uh, various others I can't remember if there was opf about it, but I, I, I know what you're referring to, yeah. yes. but I thought one or yeah, two I'm, of them generated a bit of opf, but um, perhaps mm-hmm. I'm mistaken. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. But yeah, the, just the fact that, you know, people are... I mean, it, it reminded me of the... Um, what, what what was that uh, that game again? Um, Pokemon Go, was yeah, it? Yeah, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which also caused chaotic scenes all over the country, yeah, especially in Kagdown. In Kagdown, yeah, near the Hague. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Pokemon stampedes. It's uh, apparently it's a recurring thing every yeah. couple of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then this year, of course, they had a similar thing, but with asylum seekers in Cape Town. Yeah, right. Yeah, but then the stampede was caused by some, yeah. uh, depending on who you ask, either the asylum seekers yeah. or or the paper uh, builders. builders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then in week 44, also uh, uh, related to Marktplatz, um, there were some surprising objects put on sale on the, on the internet website, uh, the Dutch equivalent of eBay. Um, it says here, not a sex toy in the colors of a tompoos, but that's uh, right. that's a line from, <laughs> from the script back then. Yeah. I don't know what this refers to. <laughs> Me neither. Um, but uh, yeah, this is another tompoos uh, thing for you, Molly. Um, it was uh, w- what was put on sale was a carved wooden panel from the old plenary chamber of the Tweede Kamer. The panel was part of the chair's uh, raised table, uh, yeah, of the of the chairman. So the the, the Martin Bosma of the, of of, uh, of the day. Uh, but in 1992, there was of course a large extension added to the Binnenhof complex, and the Parliament moved to the new plenary chamber. And apparently, all the historical furniture, such as the famous green benches as well as the panel, should have been destroyed. So it remains a mystery how the decorative panel survived journalists dived into the question why all the furniture was destroyed and apparently they wanted to avoid the creation of a wild and out of control second market of uh, of the old uh, of the old uh, seats so that went well uh, so yeah, that went well, um, and it was rumored that that might have been that there might have been an extra reason because in the 1980s, uh, two VVD staffers sneaked into the plenary chamber at night along with a photographer and shot several erotic photos in one of the benches, which were then subsequently published in Playboy magazine. And that row led to furious letters from VVD members to then-party leader Ed Nipples, mm. accusing the staffers of a VPRO and VARA mentality, which are left-wing broadcasters. Uh, and the staffers uh-huh. were subsequently fired, and uh, the ad has all of a sudden dis- was uh, disappeared from the in- from Marktplatz. So it is unknown what has happened to that uh, to that old panel. Uh, and this is, of course, reminds me of uh, a, a, a recent scandal in the U.S. Senate where <laughs> where a, uh, a, a a a staffer also shot some porn in the uh, in one of the <laughs> meeting rooms. Right? Oh my God! Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I really miss living in DC for two days when that scandal broke. <laughs> like most yeah. of the time, I don't miss it, but man, there was a good forty-eight hours where I was kind of sad. They do a good, yeah, they, they yeah. do some good op Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor. So, do we think that somebody just indulged in a bit of skip diving here, where you know the 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 the, um, uh, the benches were left outside the chamber or something, and someone just came along and uh, lifted one off the street? Something. Yeah, so they, they moved it to some sort of storage room where yeah. it sat for, 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 for many years until they decided what they were going to do with it. And in the meantime, probably someone had stolen one or two of these benches and panels and decorations from that old room. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's really unfortunate that they destroyed it because I think, yeah, it is after all an historical place. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of a 
mystery why they wanted to destroy it just just put it on display somewhere i mm. guess in a museum or whatever but very unfortunate Then, uh, this is already the last uh, OPEF, uh, week 49. Uh, many eyebrows were raised on both sides of the channel because a British newspaper, the Daily Mail, mm. claimed that during the COVID pandemic, the then Prime Minister Boris Johnson, there he is again, yeah. asked the British security services to draw up a plan to invade the Netherlands. <laughs> um, I think this has to, to be my favorite, actually. Yeah, I'm, it I'm, has I'm, to I'm, be I'm, right. I'm bagging yeah. this one straight away, yeah. According to the newspaper sources, Johnson was enraged that uh, after the EU. Uh, according to the newspaper sources, Johnson was enraged after the EU impounded five million AstraZeneca vaccines destined for the UK, which were produced by a factory in Leiden. Uh, production problems in another factory in Belgium, of course, it was Belgian, yeah. slowed the deliveries to the European Union, and it was suspected of. Uh, and AstraZeneca in Leiden was suspected of prioritizing British orders. So the European Commission was ready to block shipments to the UK if Britain failed to reach an agreement with the EU about sharing the vaccines and yeah given that the the uk had just um uh uh, quit the uh, eu Mm. of course uh they were uh uh, unpleasantly surprised with this uh yeah level of um interference by the uh by the uh, by brussels of course um the daily mail uh said that uh, johnson was ready to take military action to to secure the deliveries from the Leiden factory. And he was potentially extra motivated, of course, to take a dramatical, uh, dramatic political stance against the EU, hmm. uh, given the whole Brexit saga, <laughs> of course. And Bojo was eventually talked out of the plans after diplomats warned him that the special military operation would damage the relations between the UK and the Netherlands and also with the rest of the EU. Yeah. Um, and it would have been uh, the first time, of course, since 1784 that the Dutch and the, Brit- and the British would engage in hostile activities. I really would have loved to see this. What, what, what would yeah, have happened? You imagine, yeah, d- d- yeah, I'd love to see. Yeah, it would have been quite a thing to see Boris Johnson on top of a tank in, uh, like, in, in <laughs> exactly. on, on Leiden Plain, wouldn't it? Yeah, he yeah. should have led the charge, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, what, yeah. a, that's should, what a real British yeah, leader like should do. Yeah. Uh, imagine Boris Johnson storming, uh, storming the beach. Maybe of he Gotland. could fly I mean, in on like a little parachute thing, right? I mean, there's that photo of him in the like. Yeah. Zip, is it a zip oh, line? That's right. Yeah, maybe he could just yes. parachute yeah, yeah, in. Where he got yeah. stuck oh, on the zip yeah. line, and he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's dangling up and down. Yeah, that's that probably more or less what would have happened. His tank would have got stuck in the sand or something on that cutback, or if it would have gone into a canal because he's a British tourist, he would have ended up somehow <laughs> yeah, you know, going headfirst into a canal. <laughs> Oh yeah, I really would have loved to see this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's such a such a crazy story. I mean, <laughs> I really wonder if it's true. I hope it is, but um, it's it, it's too good not to be true, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, one of the stories that's too good to check. Yeah. yeah, and obviously the, 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 because the Daily Mail reported on it, but they put on this big spin that it was all Brussels' fault and uh, just set back relations uh, by a year, rather than the fact that uh, uh, you know, uh, well, there, there was a kind of quid pro quo going on. Quid, sorry, quid pro quo going on where, where AstraZeneca were holding up deliveries to EU. But it's amazing there was so much, uh, yeah, so much OPEF and so much uh, diplomatic wrangling over uh, over vaccine doses back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Feels like a feels like a different era. It does feels like a different time altogether. So uh, those were the 10 best uh, OPEFs of the year 2023. Uh, it's time for us now to uh, to pick our favorites. Uh, I think, Gordon, you already have your favorite one, I have, right? Uh, yeah, I have a nominee for favorite. I'm definitely going for the Boris Johnson uh, invasion that wasn't. I, I assume that civil servants just distracted him with a slice of cake 
and, uh, and then he forgot all about it. And <laughs> or, or they locked him in, in into a fridge. They or locked something. him in a fridge. Yeah, one of those yeah. two. Yeah, I noticed Boris Johnson turns up twice on this list, which I find yeah. quite disturbing. I feel like I maybe yeah. I can't pick the driver's license now because then this becomes the Boris Johnson all path list, which no, that's a that. podcast that's for right, somebody that's else. Right. Yeah, 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 and it, and I think the, the the invasion is better than the driver's license. I agree yes. with you on that. I'm gonna yeah, go. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go dildo helmet. I think. Well, let's go dildo, dildo helmet. Dildo helmet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that's a good that, one. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. I have to say. Um, yeah, and I'm a bit torn between the uh, Amersfoort polar bear and the and the Wappy flag. Uh, I really like that one. Um, yeah, well, I was tempted to go for the Wappy flag until we, uh, Boris Johnson uh, stormed yeah. in right at the end there. <laughs> the Wappy flag, I think, is my second choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should okay. have that as a bonus one because we don't traditionally have a bonus. Yeah. Uh, yeah it could be Truby's let... pick. Truby's pick could be the Wappy yeah, flag. Yeah, Truby's pick How's is that? the Wappy flags. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to the Amersfoort uh, Great. polar bear. Yeah, as you should. All right. So, so we managed um, to keep the shortlist down to four this year, so that's an improvement. That's an improvement. Yeah. yeah. Usually we have uh, we also have we also have a wild card when yeah. which we the three of us agree that one is very good, so we can also add it to the nomination list. So uh, we have uh, four nominees. So that's the Boris Johnson invasion, the Rutte dildo helmet, the Belgian Wappy flag, and the Amersfoort polar bear. Yeah. And it's now up to our listeners to uh, to to vote for the winner. Uh, you can find the link. Uh, to the um, uh, uh, you can find the link where you can vote um, in the description uh, below uh, there is a prize of course uh, among all voters we will um, uh, draw uh, an, one name and that person will win a one of a kind uh, Dutch news podcast mug uh, as well as a Zeesluis Amouder coaster wow uh, so which is uh, which is two which prizes are unique this gifts. year yeah, yeah. We're, really yeah, spoiling. yeah we're really spoiling the listeners this year Yes, indeed. Yeah. And of course, Patreon supporters have uh, a double vote uh, and uh, the top tier uh, of the Patreon, which was what's called again? Krachtenkordel. Yes. Yes, they uh, they have uh, uh, three votes. Yes. Uh, worth three, it's, their vote is worth three votes. So they have uh, three times more chance of winning yeah, yeah, the prize. Yeah, you have one vote that's worth three. You can't spread your votes because that's no. too complicated for us. Yes. <laughs> 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 it really is. Um, yeah, Molly, thank you that you uh, wanted to join us again. Um, it's always fun to do the uh, to do the opaf. I, I like doing the opaf. Yeah, it's uh, it's also um, it's a it's a sort of uh, uh, our version of the uh, end of year lists that yeah. you see uh, popping yeah. up every t- every everywhere, uh, and um, I think uh, yeah, I, I forgot about most of these opafs. Uh, I've forgotten about all of them, even the Boris Johnson them. invasion, which was you know only three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 typical for Opev, right? Yeah. You forget yeah. about it uh, <laughs> immediately after it has happened. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, the, the 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 dildo helmet of Margrethe uh, pops up in my head. Uh, I think more than the Roman it's Empire. Like, I think that Empire, yeah. says more about you than the dildo helmet, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it does. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us, Molly, and uh, maybe we'll see you once or twice uh, next year. Yeah, sounds good. Um, uh, 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 especially when you order another b- bunch of plants for your roof or yeah. your dog gets uh, grated cheese into his mouth again. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure something, something will happen. Like that. Yeah, so yeah, I yes. can come back and talk about it. You, you'll manage to generate your own Ophef. I am I am a personal yeah. Ophef generator, it's More true. Than not, as, not as much as the PVV or Boris Johnson, but I do my part. <laughs> <laughs> that's true all right thank you all for listening thank you and special thanks to our patreon supporters and uh, we'll be back next week uh no next no. year next year this year no, next year. later this year oh this yeah. year yeah, yeah we'll be we'll be back in a couple of weeks i don't know <laughs> we'll be back sometime <laughs> pay attention to your podcast feed
Thank you.